And welcome to the Nifty Show, not the world's first NFT podcast, as I came to find out. Remind me to tell you about that, Travis. But uh, the world's best, because our moms say so. I'm Joel Com, and that is Travis Wright. What is going on, folks? Great to see you out here. What what episode number is this, Ballpark? I don't know. Ballpark number. <laughs> okay, because I was saying, that our guest today uh started about four months ago or so five months ago and he's at episode 161 he is cranking away uh because once he discovered the power of nfts to build community and deliver value he got it and i you know i kind of knew going in because we got in this early and i'm looking at my peers and thinking all right who are the ones that are going to get it and dive in first? And it was uh, Joe Polizzi who got into social money, uh, Michael Stelzner, who's kicked off his own podcast, who after a year of doing deep analytics, got it and is all in with his crypto business show. Uh, iSocial fans, our buddy Brian Fanzo, who was led in the social media space and now has a very successful podcast, NFT365, the website, nft 365 podcast.com brian welcome to the nifty show what's up friends i know i've been talking about kicking myself for i should have listened to you guys uh when we did a panel together i think it was like 2017 2018 uh we talked blockchain and i was all about the blockchain but damn it if i was not uh clued in on crypto and nfts and uh it's been a crazy ride since i was clued in uh you know it's like a year ago i got clued in i spent about probably six months figuring out what my role would be. And then these last, uh, it'll be six months in a couple of weeks that uh, I've been doing the, the daily podcast. But uh, yeah, excited to be on. Daily podcast. So it's the NFT 365 podcast daily. So I got to ask you this, like how big of a pain in the ass is it to have to do it every day? <sighs> it's a pain in the ass. But the funny thing is when I decided to do it, I also decided I wanted to buy an NFT every single day that was in the mint phase that has been a bigger pain in the ass, hands down, than mm. the podcast, right? The pod, I, I was like, you know, I figured out, you know, I get paid to talk uh, either on stages or on the microphone, right? Like I figured um, that part of this kind of out, I do it kind of educational, not very, um, it's very evergreen. So like I'm mostly focusing not on like trending news, but really like, you know, things that I, we can educate on. But this buying an NFT every day, I mean, I'm spending four hours trying to figure out you know, what NFT to buy every day, what block, you know, we've done 13 blockchains, uh, you know, that we've bought NFTs on now. And that's been a wild ride. So like, I kind of wish like, like in the weird part, it was like, I went back, I thought the podcast would be the harder thing, but the buying an NFT every day has been the more difficult one. Yeah, I, I could totally understand that. So, you know, there's a lot of different approaches one can take to creating a podcast in the space. And, you know, just for the record, we Travis and I have had this attitude towards all crypto and blockchain shows. This is not we're not in competition with others. You know, it might be friendly competition, but we're all, you know, the boats go up when the tide rises. And so we're like, hey, let's talk to everybody in the space because we're all in this together. We're all pioneering and, you know, creating in the space together. And so what went through your mind as you're looking at the landscape and going, what can I do that would be different for my show? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's a great point, and I will tell you, like, I I've kind of taken the same approach. Uh, you know, excited to have you guys on uh, on our podcast. Um, we've actually had a couple of other podcasters on um, that are in the space as well. What what I looked at it was like, hey, like, I'm an early adopter on a lot of things, right? But I am not a financial guy. I am not a crypto guy, right? I am I am one that is more of like the tech guy that believes in community. And I was like, you know what? I'm really good at what I like to say, translating the geek speak, right? Like I can, I can dive in and get really geeky, but then translate it in a way that's kind of relatable. And I was like, I'm going to bring that to the masses. But then when I was kind of looking at the landscape, I, you know, there was, you know, if, if as crazy as it sounds, we fast rewind October of last year, you guys and like three others were doing podcasts on NFTs, like on a regular, like, you know, our buddy JLD had had one that like did like eight episodes, I think. Uh, and then he had stopped. There was a couple others that had a couple episodes. And so when I was looking at it, I was like, you know what, we have to do one. And then I'm going to do the buy an NFT every day so that like people can come on the journey. They don't have to have like kind of the financial obligation. And then I will, I will say like the, the piece that kind of was the, like kind of the pushover was, you know, I, I was in New York with, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and the Beeple um, documentary was being debuted. And I, I was up there, you know, kind of shooting the shit with Gary and Gary looked at me and he's like, don't go all in for brands or for one thing, Fanzo, like you did in Web2. He's like, go all in in a way that is something only you can put it, put out. And I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, I was like, I was like, I'm not even sure what that means. And on the train back, that's when I was like, you know what, let's just do it daily because like, I'm kind of the press the damn button and go guy. Like that's just kind of like the way I work and um, it kind of fits in nicely, but I'm with you. Like, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of other uh, podcasts that are, are, are great in the space. I celebrate, you know, I think this space needs, we, we need more education. We need more information and really we need more different levels of like expertise. And, you know, like I would argue when I was getting in this space, I was definitely, you know, kind of fresh into understanding it. But I mean, I don't know many people right now that have minted, you know, an NFT every day for the last six months. And I'm spending four hours a day researching for which ones we decide. And so like I've leveled up my knowledge of that just because I, I attacked that as well. That's it right there. Doing that research, figuring it out, because that's the thing when you're when we're in this space. And we saw NFTs back in 2017 with CryptoKitties and there is no roadmap. There is no there is nobody who's done anything before. It's like, wow, we are pioneers in the space and we still are. Like people who are in the space now still early because digital assets are so huge. They're gonna be a very prominent part of people's lives moving forward as more things get digitized and we dive into this sort of crazy metaverse worlds that's gonna be integrating in between our reality and augmented realities, right? And as, as people start bringing these things in. So let me ask this. Or I think some people probably be curious about this. Of these NFTs that you've minted over these last six months, and if you're spending four hours a day researching each one, you probably found some good ones. So what are some of the better scores that you found, the more profitable ones that you'd found over these six months of, of research and buying an NFT every day? Yeah, so I'll qualify it too. You know, we are holding every one of them until November 11th when it's the one-year anniversary. So when I'm researching them, there are some where I'll research and like, man, this is a killer flip, but it's not what I'm going to put in our collection, right? Like, and I'm really looking at like, and you know, and it's you know, I'm trying to be a forecaster and saying, no, by November, what would be ones that are valuable? And there's a couple that I minted and like that I think like 
I have a, I, they, I'm really proud of because like the day that they minted, like, uh, so alpha girls is a good one. It minted 34 total on day one. I was one of the ones that minted it on that day. And I, I thought it was a really great project with a great founder. Uh, women rise was another one that was actually like a week later that didn't mint out for, I think 10 days and the floor price dipped, but I could just see like kind of the, you know, the utility that they were working towards some of the other things that they had kind of like built in. Um, and, you know, and then there's been some projects that, you know, we've, you know, I wouldn't even say we got lucky, but even recently um, we got, you know, a couple of projects um, that we, you know, kind of splashed into as far as like ones that we saw that were you know, kind of coming down the pipe. We have um, uh, off the top of my head, uh, not not three landers. It's actually the other seasons, seasons of art, art of seasons um, that we minted at like point. Uh, I believe it was a point one mint uh, less than two weeks ago and it's at 1.6 ETH now, um, you know, from that side. And, you know, and I will also say, yeah, uh, I think that's it right there. Um, you know, I found that one a week out from it and I will tell you, it was, a, it was one of those projects that took the entire day to mint out. And until like people saw the reveal, I think that's kind of what kickstarted, um, that one to kind of kick off, you know, but I mean, that's a heck of, I mean, less than, less than three weeks and it's a, you know, a 0.1 mint that is now, you know, 1.3, 1.4, uh, you know, and there were some projects, uh, you know, kind of early. I will say of of the 160, um, there's been three uh, that have complete like just kind of disappeared since like kind of launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'd probably say like three others that are in that like weird spot of like you don't know if they're going to be around for a long time. But, you know, as a whole, um, you know, we did expansion punks when expansion punks came out, which I thought was a, a really great one that we um, added to our bag. We had a couple really rare ones within projects, like uh, the little pudgies for the little pudgy for uh, pudgy penguins. Like our little pudgy that we minted is a top 100 of little pudgies, and I know I think little pudgies at 0.5 ETH right now, but ours is a top 100 one of of that one. So we had a couple. Um, of those ones. And then even, you know, like, yeah, you can see uh, on the website, you know, we're posting them um, the minute I mint the the one, uh, you know, as soon as we mint it, uh, I'm putting it out there on a website on our Twitter as well. So it's been a, it's been a heck of a journey. Now, some of them are lost forever. And that's because you experienced a, um, well, I don't want to say a hack. You, you did um, a rookie maneuver, which many of us have done. Even I gave away two grand to uh, a fake mint site about a month ago. It was the first major mistake I've made in NFTs. And I've been at this a long time. So I know you covered in one of your episodes in depth, maybe you could tell people the episode number, but just on a really high level, what happened? Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a um, wallet compromised. Um, and it was a, it was a, like you said, a mistake on my side, you know, my background cybersecurity. So uh, I worked for a decade in cyber at the department of defense at the Pentagon. And I was, it was actually a Sunday evening. Uh, I was, my daughters were playing Roblox on my computer and I was like, Hey, this project called juice box friends is minting. I need to jump on there. I closed out Roblox, opened up, um, the website to, to mint, uh, juice box friends, uh, I realized it already minted out and I was like, damn, okay, I'm gonna jump over to OpenSea and, and purchase the, the, uh, one off of secondary. And you guys know how secondary sometimes right when, after it mints out is like, it's going, by the time you click on it, it's going to say like refresh the page. And what had happened was I had clicked on a couple and, it, and MetaMask loaded. And when it did, I was like, that's weird. Cause it didn't, you know, it didn't, it said refresh, like, right. Refresh the metadata. I'm like that weird. So I, I clicked cancel. And then the next time it did, I was like, well, maybe OpenSea is slow. And I just hit confirm. And I was like, well, that didn't work. I hit confirm again. I'm like, close MetaMask, tried to get another one, clicked up. 
And when it popped up again, I was like, wait a second. That window isn't asking me about OpenSea Confirm. It is actually saying, do I want to transfer out? Or it actually, the second one, the one that I ended up hitting reject on that I thought was actually giving access to my actual wallet. So the first two ones that I originally clicked on, I actually clicked authorizing of transferring my most valuable NFTs out of my wallet. The third time I clicked on it, um, it actually gave someone access to my full wallet where they were uh, able to kind of drain um, many of the NFTs. And then they put a sweeper script uh, against the rest of those NFTs that are in there. And definitely, you know, if I would taken 5.5 seconds uh, to slow down and had looked at the MetaMask pop-up to say, hey, why is it asking for me to transfer out, not, you know, just, uh, you know, confirming the buy, I would have protected myself. So it was me that kind of fumbled that. Um, we are still working on like how did that MetaMask exploit actually enter my computer. Uh, I've turned my my laptop and um, logs over to MetaMask and, and actually the FBI uh, because it was the Ape-Coin exploit that happened. It was the day that ApeCoin dropped. Um, and there was over 3.8 million in NFTs stolen that day with the same exact exploit that got mine. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I say that as uh, you know, and the crazy thing is I still bought an NFT in my other wallet that day for our collection because I'm that, you know, like I know that it was a, you know, a human mistake and it's the decentralized world of like the only person to blame is myself in this world. But I also think we can kind of make some changes and hopefully drive some like UI UX uh, things. Like I, I've, and I'd love to hear your guys take, like, I just believe like MetaMask should change the color of the pop-up based on what it's actually asking us to do or even the button color right right now it's the same thing if you are transferring out confirming signing or authorizing right it's the exact same button the exact same pop-up with the exact same button location i think it would be pretty it would help us protect ourselves against ourselves if they actually change the 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 actual background color so we knew like okay this is when you're transferring this is when you're confirming but you know, that's just me trying to hopefully, uh, you know, help prevent others from happening. But um, it was definitely not fun. It's been it was actually been 31 days uh, since it happened. So uh, it's definitely been a roller coaster, you know, even dealing with that. Right. I had to I had my all of my account, my open sea things frozen, trying to figure out like, what things I could protect. Now I need to get them unfrozen. And so like my liquidity is tied in my uh, into that wallet. And, uh, you know, and I have you know, I have multiple ledgers, too. Right. I have I have three ledgers that I um, that I use. But I, I was buying an NFT every day. And like trying to do it through like a, a, a hardware wallet was like one more step that I just didn't feel like I wanted to take. And, you know, I kind of regret that now, but, you know, such, such as this, uh, you know, kind of rolling with the punches. That's crazy, man. That sucks that that happened. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there who, you know, don't understand some of the pitfalls in this. So this is, again, we're pioneers. And I mean, I lost some in, in, some NFTs really early on in 2017 because my MetaMask wasn't backed up and my computer crashed. And like two days after I got my crypto kitties that they are still out there in La La Land somewhere. And I miss wow. them dearly. I miss my crypto <laughs> kitties. And then I, I've, I think I've had some instances where <clears throat> I've, I've gotten some uh, that look exactly like the freaking thing. And uh, it was like cause a lot of times there'll be some bullshit uh, collections on OpenSea. And you're like, oh, yeah. and, they, and they'll go in and they're like, they will download all 100,000 or all 10,000 of them and make it look, wow, and even have activity and volume going on it and it's still being the wrong one. It's just like, especially like right if you miss that mint, like that moment, I think I'm the most vulnerable because it's like, oh, I missed the mint. They're sold out. Oh, I want to go get some now. Just like uh, yesterday, I went and got some of the, um, the association NFTs. 
I think these are going to be amazing. These were actually minted for free. Joel, I don't know if you saw these, uh, theassociationnft.com, but the NBA basically has 240 players that's going to be in the playoffs, and there's 75 of each one of the players. They, they allowed people to mint them for free, and you just had to pay gas. And these NFTs are going to evolve over time. And I was like, oh, man, these look awesome. And uh, and I was like, I hope these are the right ones. And I was like, all right. So they, they were the right ones. They had the blue check mark because OpenSea is so slow about getting that shit set up for the for the check mark. So it's a, when this shit is the most vulnerable is when OpenSea doesn't do anything. They're like, you need to have X amount of sales before we can verify you. But I'm like, you need to verify it so people know it's the real one. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a massive issue. Uh, I, I minted, uh, you know, and that free mint, you know, that was a whole other thing. Someone exploited the contract and minted out a bunch of the associations. I was watching the on uh, on Etherscan and uh, like a couple of wallets minted. You weren't only supposed to be able to mint one of the free ones for the association. And, and a couple of wallets minted uh, like one was like 800 and some. Another one was 500 plus. Oh, man. Um, and, you know, like that whole point, right? Like I mean, you have to go to the official links every time. And like we can say that, but we also know like. We're like, oh, well, I know that this is one. And you're, I mean, I, I mean, the fact that there's so much money to be gained, there's now a lot of people that are willing to put money on the front end to do the exploit at even a higher rate, right? Before it was like, oh, we're going to use Polygon ones because they're free. And, and now people are like, I'll put up $1.9 million to fake a Moonbirds account on Moonbirds drop day because I know I'm going to net $19 million in stolen NFTs. Like that's a scary, like, you know, world we're kind of playing with where, I mean, the, the, you know, Axios game that was hacked, you know, it was proven that that's, you know, that's a, a hacking group out of Korea that we've known about for years that has never attacked this space before. And they got off with what, 300 million or $800 million um, from uh, 600, yeah, 600 million. 600 million. Ridiculous. Whoa. Yeah. And that's, a, I mean, like I, when I worked for the Pentagon in, in Department of Defense, that group of hackers were who we were defending against. And the fact that like they believe crypto and NFTs are so valuable that they're turning their attention towards this space like it's validating hey <laughs> this space is here but it's also a little scary to know like that some of the you know the powers that be and the money that's at play to you know exploit this world well you know and the fact is the world is full of crappy peep crappy humans i mean you know you might be wealthy because you stole a bunch of stuff but the fact of the matter is if you do that you're a crappy piece of crap you're a walking pumoji literally taking from the world that your mother brought you into and bringing no value and you should be ashamed of yourself. I don't care how much money you have. It's not going to make you happy anyway, mm -hmm. right? If you're a thief like that and you go and buy a bunch of stuff so you can pay your bills, big deal. Your soul is rotting. And unfortunately, there's too many people out there like that suffering through this life with rotting soul syndrome. Uh, but let's uh, let's take a look at this because I love that you've set up on OnCyber.io, which apparently anybody can do and connect their wallet, a, um, a MetaFans NFT gallery. And you could actually walk through and see NFTs. And you see there in the bottom right, it shows you, you know, more about it. If you press E on any one of them, it loads it up. You can go to OpenSea. You can see the history of it. Um, if it's listed, um, apparently this one's reported for suspicious activity. Uh, you might, want, might want to take a look at, at that one right there. But I think this is a cool tool. And anybody can go and set up a gallery here, right? Yeah. And they have... Um... They have four free gallery like uh, templates. Like you're in like the art gallery version. But they have like a warehouse version, uh, and then you can buy NFTs that, that open up other gallery versions of, of them as well. So um, I've I've done I think five or six of them. But yeah, it's a great way to kind of show people that these are 
you know, more than just a, a JPEG. And I, and I love like the metadata and, and actually you're going to, every one of those that you click on will say that this has been compromised because OpenSea is now three days behind on unlocking my account. So every NFT that's been connected to my, okay. any of my wallets still shows that, but yeah, pretty, pretty neat that you're able to kind of, uh, kind of walk through the gallery and, uh, yeah, and anyone can do it. And it's actually, and it's just on the browser and it's very easy to set up. It, it doesn't take that much time at all. Yeah, we've both got uh, this one here, the Tom Billia one, really waiting for, I think Tom is going to come through on these. Uh, we've got a couple legendaries each and uh, looking forward yeah, to I when got, that I happens. Have, I have a legendary uh, as well, and I, I bought one of each uh, each level of that. So yeah, hopefully, uh, I, be, I believe he'll come through as well. Yeah, it's one of those things on that. I love that. I love the thing, but I'm like, uh, you know, it's so hard when you're in all these different projects to get the get the announcements right so you know what's doing what like you got this and now now it's going to unlock that and like i don't i think i've missed out quite frankly on nearly 100 eth worth of benefits because you know i had the the meta key artifact thing but i didn't know at that exact time when to get the which gave me the clone x which would give me the other stuff that a lot like joel's joel's more on top of that stuff there's just so much going on how do you manage all of that discord stuff so, I mean, I have two accounts that have over 200 Discord servers on each. Um, you know, I use Nitro, so it allows me up to 200. Actually, this morning, I went to add uh, my BFF because they were doing kind of a giveaway. And it said, you must delete one of your servers before you can add another. Um, I actually have someone on my team now. Um, I went through and added like the announcement channel into one of my own private uh, Discord servers. And then someone on my team is kind of going through that and and giving me like, hey, today you need to go through and check to see if you got you know this one. Um, because I was the same with you. And like, I mean, we're buying, I mean, I'm buying them for the project, right? So we're 161 days in a row. We've bought one for the project. But I have another 700 or so that are in my personal bag. Uh, majority of them are on ETH that that we've that I've bought. You know, I've I, I you know in our project we've done 13 blockchains. I own um, pr a pretty good amount on Solana as well. Uh, but like today we bought one on Crypto.com, which I had not bought anyone. I don't know if you had. I hadn't bought one on Crypto.com. It's like a drop on Crypto.com, um, which uh, the Beatheads dropped today, which is a cool project. Uh, actually, Aloe Black, the artist. Uh, teamed up with Phil Lunchbag, the art the artist, uh, and they created a, a really cool project called uh, Beatheads uh, that dropped on Crypto.com. Um, so yeah, like I mean, I'll tell you, like not only figuring out the discords, but like my other thing has been how do I remember where all my NFTs are even stored and what marketplace? Like between Top Shot and DraftKings, and um, you know we're on Autograph. I've bought ones on Nifty Gateway on on uh -huh. Nifty. I mean, it's it is it is a little bit of a of a nightmare to kind of track all of that, but I think. I mean, we're going to see tools that are going to make our lives easier. It's just not our lives. It's those that are going to come in probably in two years from now that are going to have a little bit of uh, streamline that. But it is it is really hard to maintain. Have you seen the uh, the dumpster fire that is Coinbase NFT? So I did get early. I have beta early access on that. Um, so I have yeah. an account. You can just uh, slash Fanzo on, on there if you wanted to. Uh, I'm pretty NFT. sure I'm in here. Isn't it at... Like, at uh, Fanzo, yeah. You should just. Yeah, well, I think Fanzo I'm on here too, uh, but I guess I got to log in. I'm not logged in, so let's just look yeah. at yours. Um, um, but what they did is it's like social media um, meets NFTs, and people are just, they're horrible. They're just, they're, they're being horrible and commenting on stuff, just like it's Twitter. And I think they're going to stop that. Uh, it just, it's, it doesn't pull people I mean, in. FUD is bad enough on the Twitter feed. FUD inside the project marketplace 
I mean, You're like, this is like, an NFT project. No, it's rug pool. Like, wow. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, just like the filtering and like the, you know, ability to, you know, kind of even, you know, but I, I will say like, I thought they did a couple of things like really clean as far as, I mean, you're looking at the, the screen here. I mean, I think the way that they show like the attributes, um, I, you know, I did see that like in one of their previews, like they're going to have a pop-up for you to be able to like download like the movie or the, 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 you know, unlockable type content that we've seen in some of the other projects. Um, but it's definitely, you know, I don't know what you guys think about looks rare as well. Like looks rare also has given me a little bit of like a weird vibe. Like they're, they're attempting, like they just announced today that they're actually going to give you looks coins for just listing your NFTs over there because no one's listing anything over on looks rare and marketplace is only as good as people willing to put things up there for sale. So um, yeah, I know it's, I mean, definitely interesting what, what these you know, marketplaces are doing. And, and sadly, OpenSea is the slowest, least responsive, yet that's where you know, 89% of the you know, attention still is. Yeah, for, for sure. What you got, Trev? Uh, you know what? I'm just taking a look at it and watching it, man. This is an interesting space. So what, what is your favorite thing about having transitioned from you know, social media stuff over here into – to Web three and maybe when are you changing your name from I Social fans to I Web three fans? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think I've doubled down on just going back to what I was called in high school, which is Fanzo, right? Like I like almost reverted, reverted back to Web you Web one. Fanzo, web dude, you like Madonna? Yeah, just straight Fanzo. Um, you know, you know what's funny the. The NFT space, like, so blockchain is what I was super excited about, right? And I was like, I mean, I was bullish 2014, 2015. I worked at a data center company, was the job I had before I went on my own eight years ago. And we were all about moving people into the cloud, setting up for the blockchains. So, like that was like where my, my attention was. And I will say like the utility component and what a smart track, a smart contract um, can enable in is just something that like really excites me, right? And I even think of it way beyond... Um, what we're seeing today, like even a lot of things we've talked about, like for me, like everything from like, you know, I believe every employee's days off are going to be given to them in NFTs because they're going to be able to own them, share them with other employees, post them for sale in the marketplace where some of your fellow employees could buy them. You know, I think when people buy their car in the very near future, it's going to have a digital twin, which will be an NFT that'll be able to, you know, track it, also give back that like, you know, a creator fee back to the dealer. And now the dealer is going to care about your maintaining of the car rather than kind of the world we're in right now. So like, to me like that, like it's really like pushing the limits of like what the smart, smart contract, what the, these things can kind of enable. And then also the serendipity that, NFTs unlocks is really what I feel has been missing from social media this whole time, right? Like, I mean, no one, like you don't randomly discover people that share your values and your mission on Instagram, on Facebook, even on Twitter, like Twitter might be like the one that you have a best chance of like randomly running into someone that shares your values or your mission. But for me, you know, collecting an NFT, going into a discord with people that, you know, that it might just be the art, but it might be the art, the utility and, and, and the people behind it. Like you said, we, I mean, we, we all didn't even know that we all have Tom Bayou's um, NFT, right? And like we go in there, there's gonna be people that care about similar things that we care about all actively having conversations. And I don't believe that really existed. I mean, it existed like in Yahoo groups <laughs> back when, like before anyone did any social media and then it disappeared for social. And now I think it's living kind of underneath these, uh, these expensive JPEGs. Mm-hmm. 
No doubt. Well, you know, you're really taking advantage of um, all of the different things that are offered in the the blockchain Web3 space. You know, you offered season pass NFTs that that give um, your listeners the ability to, you know, have some superpowers. And you've also launched your own coin on Rally, the ADHD coin. That's uh, around five dollars a token right now. What was the idea behind that? Um, what do, are people able to use it for? And now that you're seeing the power of NFTs, do you wish you would have gone that direction purely instead of having a social token as well? That's a great question. And you and I talked about that a little bit in San Diego, right? When um, you know, I launched the coin March of last year. So for me, the coin, weirdly enough, like tokenomics and the and creator coin was actually my first step into utility on the blockchain. And when I started to realize like, wow, this isn't just a crypto, this is has, I can build utility under it. It took me like eight months to educate the audience on like, what does that mean? Right. Cause a lot of people are like, they thought it was like funny money or monopoly money. They're like, Brian, can I do anything with this? And like, why don't I just pay you in USD? Why the hell would I, or why would, why don't I go get Bitcoin? Why would I get what, you know, what ADHD coin has? But I will say like, it's, it's actually provided an amazing entry point. We have over, uh, I think, almost 1,600 individual supporters of the coin. Uh, you know, and it's much more than just even the, what the coin's dollar is, uh, amount is worth, right? Based on the amount you're holding, you get access to certain levels in the Discord. I'm doing a five-day masterclass next week on um, security and creation of like content and podcasting. And only those that are holding 200 coins or more will get access to it. Right. And so like, they're not paying me where traditional, you know, traditionally it's a transaction, right? You pay me, I give you a course rather than that. We're saying, Hey, you hold on to the coin by holding it and supporting the economy. You're going to grow up. Yeah. We have 1,591 uh, current supporters. And so that was interesting. And then I, we, I launched, you know, the NFTs in the fall. Um, and that opened up another door, right? Like a, a element of like utilities and transactions. And so I love like, for me, what I use the coin for is I give away a lot of coin uh, every single week, probably like $1,200 USD worth of coin to those that are active in our community. You share the podcast out, you engage in the content. So it's a way to celebrate people and then they can, they can turn it in for, they can, you know, join masterclasses. They get, we just launched, uh, you know, actually it's not on the site yet, but it's the, we launched NFTs for our merchandise. So rather than us like having to, you know, we all know how that works in like the merchandise game. You have to kind of like guess how many people are going to buy. We're doing it from an NFT perspective where you're going to have a hat NFT, a shirt NFT, you're going to buy them. And once it hits a certain threshold, they get shipped. And like, I'm able to do that kind of like within this economy that we're building. But to answer like the question on like, I don't know if like w when people come to me right now and they say, should I launch a crater coin or an NFT? I think the barrier to entry and the education around NFTs is just there right now. Creator coins is a, it can be a very mucky, like people are like, is it crypto or an MLM? And you're like, neither. And they're like, oh great. Like what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? Like, how does that work? But I will say like, I, I, I'll be very transparent here. You know, I have a team of nine people and I am able to afford those nine people to work for, for our podcast and our our entire creator economy strictly funded off of, off of ADHD coin. Mm -hmm. So I am paying, like I, so I am, you know, for, for what it's worth, like I, I might say that I would probably have started with NFTs, but it's allowed me, afforded me this ability where I don't even have to sell sponsors for the podcast. We're averaging like eight to 10 new signups a day of ADHD coin. Because when you jump in our discord, the first thing we say is sign up for uh, ADHD coin to get the extra levels and I'll give you a free ADHD coin. 
Well, now I got someone from the podcast. I'm now bringing it into my creator economy. And now I'm kind of building those things around that. And like we're doing a meetup in New York City um, for NFT NYC, uh, which, you know, was a, a great event. Uh, Travis, you, you, you crushed it as far as i mean i know the bar was really low for other mcs and and, and hosted that event but uh, you brought the hammer and i was mad when you got yanked off the stage that one time where it should have been you on there the whole time i was like what the hell's going on no, um, thank you for that no that was really weird is that <clears throat> i was brought in to be the mc for that group but then somebody who worked at nft nyc was like no 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 i want to interview gary i want to introduce gary and so i was like okay so i did like two intros or something and then i was like all yeah. right well, i'm done Thank you. And then then the crazy part about it, Brian, was that I was upstairs. I walked out and walked upstairs. And then this lady was like, you got to leave here. I'm like, why? And she's like, because this is a a control. I'm like, I just got off the stage. And they're like, so you're not on the stage now? No. She's like, you got to go. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to watch Gary up here from now. Like, no, you got to leave. And I was like, what? It it was the crazy, it was the craziest thing. But the thing was, was Gary's team was like, we need this area to be completely secure, blah, blah, blah. So it was just a, it was just a weird thing. I was like, what? Yeah, well, I can tell you, everyone around me was like, we need more of Travis up there. I'm seeing because there was a lot of other people reading off a paper and not bringing the energy. And, um, but you know, I, I mean, I think that even you know, and I, I think the reason I was even bringing that up too, like for me, like it's been so interesting, like how to bring people into this space. Welcome, you know, the different utility, different use cases. But, like I'll say, like with the coin, like the other part of like connecting the coin to the NFTs. You know, a lot of people are, are trying to figure out tokenomics. We know like the ape coin came out. Um, you know, the project that I'm most passionate about that's in my personal bag is the Psychedelics Anonymous. It's my uh, my favorite project. And I, I've been uh, I minted that on originally. And they have, a, you know, there's a coin component coming out with that. Yeah, and I, I will that. tell I you one as well. I got one of those Gen- Genesis ones. Those yeah, beautiful. great project. Really great, great community. Project. Really great. I mean, I, I, I did a meetup with them um, in Miami at Miami NFT week and just a really, I mean, thriving group. Of, and like even the way they're doing the merch drop. And I, I think it's actually a, a pillar of how you deploy it. You know, like there's six NFTs that are uh, involved with it now um, and they're going to roll out C3 coming up very soon. But I, I'll say like my ability to maximize my NFT utility, which sounds very buzzwordy. Um, is actually a lot to do with my coin. The fact that I was able to learn so much in creating my own coin, deploying it and, and kind of managing it. Now I'm able to like lean in and look at some of this utility. I'm like, that project's never going to launch a successful coin because of what they're doing. Right. And then like, oh, that one might. Cause like, it's, we know how these trends work. Right. When I started this, uh, this project, this is how crazy it is. Six months ago, whitelists really weren't a thing unless your project was the most hyped project that existed, right? Like we had like a Mechaverse raffle <laughs> and then and then like uh, most of them, they weren't there. Now, like there's whitelist, pre-list, a pre-mint sale, like, uh, you know, best friends, you know, backdoor party. Like and so like we're seeing a lot of those trends and like we're going to see tokenomics integrated into a lot of things coming up. And so I think we're going to see people kind of figuring out the coin component, um, you know, on top of it. And as you mentioned, like Joe Polizian and some others that, you know, are in our circle of marketers um, have also launched the coin as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, as we close out today, Brian, I'm curious, have you recorded today's show yet? It's have actually live. It actually went live at 11, 11 a.m. We're, we're pulling them out. So I recorded it first thing this morning. What did you buy? Tell us what you bought. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so I bought um, so I, that was the the Beatheads one. So on crypto.com, um, I Beatheads with Aloe Black and Phil uh, Lunchbag. Uh, great project. I will tell you, they first gave me a preview of the project in October, October of last year. So it, it was it's that like thought. If you can go to crypto.com, uh, the website, it's actually on the front page of the crypto.com's NFT uh, dashboard. 
um, they, their drop is actually, the, they did actually a really nice job of like, now you have to buy it in like USD or connect it to your crypto.com account, which is slightly, uh, you know, a little bit painful on that side. But yeah, there it is right there. Beadheads. Right here, um, the Beadheads. Yeah, so it's a, a cool project with, uh, for those that aren't familiar, Aloe Black is a, a Grammy award-winning artist. I've seen him in concert. Uh, he actually did, actually, Joel, we were at a concert. I think we saw him in concert for an IBM event. You know what? Uh, Here, uh, that name <laughs> sounded familiar. You're right. Yep, that's that was, what it was like six years ago or something. Yep. Was, so, wasn't, yeah, he's the artist. wasn't Maroon 5 there also? Maroon, yep, Maroon 5 was there too. Yep, that was yep. that same one. So, yeah, small world there. But, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a cool project. Um, you know, they're minting out, I believe it's like 200 and, 85 usd um uh to purchase on on crypto.com but it's another marketplace you have to kind of like figure out and learn and mm-hmm. um on, on that side but you know um you know and, and yesterday we did uh the chippies uh for those that are, are familiar chippies is uh zane who used to work for gary vaynerchuk um he was super active on clubhouse um he started his own like art his own uh piece of this as well so chippies uh just minted uh yesterday they minted out actually yesterday afternoon um, and that's another project we we jumped into yesterday. So yeah, yesterday was Chipties. Today is uh, is Beatheads. Uh, hey folks, go subscribe and follow what Brian is doing. NFT three sixty five podcast dot com is the channel. I mean, you only get us a couple days a week. You get Fanzo every day, and you see what the current thinking. And he's a true leader and a pioneer in the space. And uh, he, there's so much content. Like when you look through the the list of uh, podcast episodes, it's very topical, right? You know, it's about conferences. Do we dox people? Are you collecting? investing or owning they're all they're very topical very interesting and uh, congratulations dude you're um, we're gonna look back at this time and people are gonna be like man i remember when you know i social fans did one a year you know for a whole year and now now look at him I mean, he's huge and he's working with all these top players and uh, it's gonna be great well, yeah, I, I, I see. They're going to look back and say that, and I'm going to look back and say, "Damn it, I should have listened to Joel and Travis from the jump when you guys were like." I remember, like, we literally had like a like an hour and a half beer conversation about like why this space was something I should be jumping into, and mm-hmm. I did not listen. You thought when we were crazy, that? dude. You were laughing at us. You're like, these guys that, are insane. When was, I was like, going to leave marketing for this? I was like, I can't even get my money on to like how do i get my money from my i was like guys this is I, I can't figure out how to get my money out of my bank account onto this crypto let alone these like crazy art that is on the front door like you guys enjoy that i'll stay in my instagram TikToks. yeah damn it uh, I regret when, when that was that i'm trying to remember that's when 2018 2018 wasn't that like wichita it was at that wichita yeah, wichita social media shop. day Social Media Day Wichita, oh, and we did that yeah. panel discussion, and then we yeah. had like an hour and a half, just the three of us, were just jamming out, and you guys were debriefing me on bad crypto and the NFT side, and I was like, "You guys are nuts! I can't believe you're leaving this like this like hotbed of yeah." <laughs> I, I, as you can tell, I well, you went wrong. I saw the we light, I went all in. <laughs> we, we we are nuts. Well, uh, Brian. Appreciate your friendship, appreciate your content and your your giving spirit towards your community. So thanks for coming on today, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. And I'm excited to return it, have you guys over on my podcast as well. So we'll make that happen and uh, we're going to have some fun. Awesome. Rock and roll. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. Sure. All right, Trav. Another solid nifty show in the bag. And uh, yeah. I know you know how to get us out of here. Well, it's great, man. It's like slowly but surely we've, we've gotten all the cool OGs from the you know Web2 world. We finally 
brainwash them enough to understand that you got to get over <laughs> here, man. You got to see it's what's still, up over in this it's land. It's good still shit. Still just starting, and yep. we're teaching them how to keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles. We call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Zach are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Zach say this will blow. The locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the nifty, really kind of spiffy. The nifty. 